Hello, everybody. I'm Casey Forbes. And I'm Sarah Cuvion. And welcome to Let the Good Crimes Roll. And we apologize for making a promise and not keeping it. <laughs> my computer died. I mean, you know, I give my computers about a five-year life. This one hit five years. I bought it in 2018. Mm-hmm. At the birth of my relationship with Derek. Oh, oh. Yeah. In 2018. And then we're in 2024. So I'm, yeah. I am I feel like it's made it long enough. But it's yeah. been given signs that it was like on its, on its way leg. out. Yeah. So I actually bought a Mac because I wanted to use GarageBand. <laughs> and then we tried to use it. And I'm like, F it. I'm well, going to download Audacity. In GarageBand's defense, we didn't have certain things plugged in. That's so. true. That's true. That might have helped. <laughs> Audacity, though, was. if you're thinking about doing a podcast, look up. It's called Audacity. Like I was telling Sarah, it is like podcasting for dummies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the simplest thing it's ever. right up our alley. <laughs> really, it is. Because I can learn, but I'm not like an audio engineer yeah. level of learning. So welcome back, everybody. So this week, we are going to be doing an episode from Dateline. It's Dateline NBC season 32, episode 22, A Promise to Gloria. This one was sad. But I mean, it has a good ending, but it's just, I just get so tired of hearing about pointless crimes. Mm-hmm. Like things that just didn't have to happen. Yeah. So we'll get into it. It's December 6th, 1984. One Miss Terry Carrier, my mother, is 20 days shy of bringing the world (laughs) moi. Um, But in Cleveland, Ohio, there's a woman named Yvonne Pointer. And she like wakes up and she goes, oh my gosh, she has a terrible nightmare and it involves her 14 year old daughter, Gloria. But she says, you know, it's just a dream. We have bad dreams all the time. Today was an exciting day because Gloria was receiving something that I have never gotten in my entire life. And that's a perfect attendance award. (laughs) F that same my kid has never even gotten perfect attendance not only that hell to the no we have never even strived for perfect attendance i pull that kid out for disney mental health days mental health days like yeah we just need a break (laughs) gloria is a cheerleader she's a happy-go-lucky girl everybody loves her she's really good at school she's just a good kid i mean she doesn't get into trouble she calls her best friend and she asks her best friend if she could stop by her house on the way to school because she had this special brush and she wanted to brush her hair with a special brush. A special brush. Yeah. We meet a, a very hippie looking woman named T. Stallworth. And she is Gloria's cheerleading coach. She just tells us in today's frame. She was just so proud of her protege. Just loved this girl. Gloria's mom and stepdad. I didn't quite understand this, but to each their own. They sit out on their newspaper route. That's, they they have a little gig where in the mornings they wake up and deliver newspapers. Together? Together. Oh. Maybe some bonding time. Okay. You know? Maybe right. maybe they have another child who said they would do it, but they backed out. <laughs> now the parents are stuck doing it. I could see that happening to me oh, in man. a heartbeat. So they're out delivering these papers and... Yvonne sees Gloria and she's walking in a direction because Gloria walks to school. She's walking in a direction that Gloria says, I don't want you walking in that direction because it's just not, it's like a little back alleys Mm -hmm. and there could be dangerous folks about. So she's just like in the, in the thing, she's like, why are you going that way? (laughs) Go the other way. That surprised me because in like 1984, I feel like they just let kids like, Oh, run amok, you know? Yes. Just, didn't see them for no. 12 hours. Yeah. And didn't even think twice about it. Well, Gloria does what all 14 year olds do. And she completely ignored her uh-huh. mom and just kept walking. On the path, Gloria passes by a friend of hers. His name is Lamar Thomas. He is leaving for school. And he says that he notices that she was with a friend. But he didn't notice 
who she was with. He said it was a girl and they were just being silly. And he was kind of running a little bit late. At school, Gloria has a boyfriend named Deshaun. And Deshaun is waiting in the hallway. But Gloria doesn't show up. Now, of all days to miss, it is kind of strange. You miss the day you're supposed to be getting your perfect attendance. Yeah. But she doesn't show up and minutes turn into hours. And soon she completely misses the award ceremony. But her absence is so felt that like everyone's talking about where's Gloria? Something's Mm -hmm. wrong. Even the principal got up on the PA system and said, if anyone is aware of where Gloria Pointer is, please let us know. So they call Yvonne and they tell her, Hey, Gloria didn't show up this morning. And she's like, that makes no sense because I I saw her walking to school. Mm -hmm. They decide to go ahead and call the police. But the police were already close by because in an abandoned apartment, not far from the school, down a metal fire escape, laid the dead body of 14-year-old Gloria. Oh, no. She had been beaten to death and sexually assaulted. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We meet Detective Jack Bornfield. He's the one that he identifies her body, and he's the lead detective, and he is very troubled by this. He's he's shaken by it. And then there's another lady. I think her name was Janice. She was a detective named Janice Abernathy, and she was also just completely shaken By this. Word travels fast all the way back to school and Deshaun finds out at school that his girlfriend, who he really loved, I mean, even at 14, that's really Mm -hmm. young, but she's been murdered. So he's very emotional. He leaves the school. The community just feels the ripple of the murder. So Yvonne, at this point, she knows that her daughter's missing, but she doesn't know that she's been found dead so she gets a knock on the door and it's the police and upon hearing this you know she does what any mother would do she falls to the floor she has a panic attack I mean her daughter she just saw her and she had that dream so it was just like oh my god could I have prevented this after the shock of the news Yvonne must plan a funeral for her her daughter she's told not to look at her but she said I have to I have Mm -hmm. to tell her goodbye. Yeah. So a private moment is given for Yvonne to tell her daughter that. And through tears, Yvonne makes this promise like, Gloria, I'm going to find your killer. I'm even getting goosebumps now. Throughout this entire episode, I just kept getting goosebumps. Because Yvonne is just like, I mean, she's older now. Because this was in 1984. Mm -hmm. She's a very wise woman. And like some of the stuff she says is like, oh, it just gives me, I can feel chills go up my, my neck. So police start by retracing Yvonne's steps. And they learn that around 710, a teacher spotted Gloria walking with a male but at this time it was so cold in Ohio he was wearing like I mean he looked like a penguin they couldn't tell like was he skinny was he about how tall he Mm -hmm. was they couldn't see his face but she wasn't acting like she was in danger. I mean, she was just kind of log- lollygagging to school. Mm-hmm. Nothing to sound any any fire alarms. So police start knocking on doors, you know, because back in the 80s, that's all they had. They didn't have CCTV footage right. or anything like that. Hours later, police receive another phone call because there's another attack. <gasps> yeah. In fact, Gloria is actually the fourth young girl to be killed in three months. Fourth? Fourth young girl oh to be killed. Gosh. Yes. Yvonne visits her church regularly because she says it's the only place she can 
find peace Mm -hmm. and get just get some sort of release just to where she feels like no one's sitting on her chest all the time. So police start by looking at Gloria's stepfather because the two did not get along. And they asked Yvonne, they were like, do you think he did it? And she's like, well, I didn't rule anybody out. So Mm -hmm. did I think he did it? No, but I'm eyeballing you, sir. They looked at his timeline and there's no way he could have done it. There's just absolutely no way. Because at the time that they estimated she died, he was actually with Yvonne. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way. Yeah. So next police look at her boyfriend because a lot of times it's the boyfriend, Deshaun. And he obviously didn't do it because he's in, being interviewed. And you can tell he's very handsome. You can tell even now he's troubled by this. I'm yeah. sure he's married with kids now. It's been yeah, 40 I just, years. I feel like that's just something you don't forget. No, you know? he was. You can tell he was severely traumatized by this. So Gloria technically had not been allowed to date. So mm-hmm. the two of them had to kind of sneak around. So her parents didn't know about Deshaun? Not real. They knew they were friends. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't know how close. I gotcha. Yeah, and a and a teenage Deshaun is interrogated, but he's also cleared because mm-hmm. he was clearly he was at school. Like he yeah. had, there was a thousand witnesses who saw him. A third party is Gloria's neighbor. This is beyond weird. So the neighbor who Yvonne's like, we always thought he was strange. Mm-hmm. But girl, at the funeral, he bent over and kissed her on the lips. <gasps> no! On the li- the no! dead body. No. Kissed her on the lips. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. If there's one thing you don't do, you don't kiss someone on the lips in their <laughs> casket. That's that disgusting. might be the title of our <laughs> don't kiss someone in a casket. Like, just don't kiss dead bodies. Don't kiss dead bodies. You know, that's a good that's a yeah. good title for it. <laughs> like they see that and the whole congregation just like stops talking. They're like, whoop. As we would all. Uh, excuse me. Did he just kiss her on the lips? He just kissed her on the lips. Oh, oh my, my God. God. What is happening? Can someone please make him leave? He is creeping <laughs> me out. But he also is cleared. He is disgusting as he is. I think there's reason to believe he didn't. He didn't do it. They oh, were able to prove. See, he I was going to guess it was him. Okay. No, it's not him. So police are told about another attack. Like I said, on a young girl just hours after Gloria was found, and the girl survived and escaped. And a man named Ramel Broom who was a convict, was arrested and he was identified by the young girl and the police were like, okay, well, maybe maybe he's involved in Gloria's death. I mean, he has. what are the odds mm-hmm. of this? Two witnesses picked Broom out of a lineup out of the four girls. I mean, Gloria obviously can't pick anyone out. Uh, he was also identified in another murder case in October of 1985. He was convicted of that girl's murder and he is sentenced to death. Yvonne started writing letters to Broom because... Police at this point, they don't have anything. They, they don't have any suspects. Mm-hmm. They've kind of exhausted every lead that they had. Yvonne starts writing him and she's like, look, please confess to my daughter's murder. If you did this, please tell me. Like, I'm, I'm her mother. I have a right to know you're already about to get lethally injected. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what would it hurt yeah, for you just to you be honest? Nothing to lose, but... I get closure. Right. He doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. So years begin to pass with absolutely no answers. And Yvonne begins to channel her pain by helping others who are going through similar situations. And let me tell you, this woman was handpicked by God. I'm sorry that she had to go through this experience. If it had to happen to somebody, she is a very strong woman. And it's like, man, if anyone could make lemonade out of lemons Mm -hmm. is this woman. She founded a midnight basketball league to help stop crime with youth. And they actually noticed a difference in the, cr- the crime rate went down. Wow. 
Because these kids, instead of out and trying yeah. to be in gangs and do all, they were playing basketball. They were doing something good, midnight, productive. Yeah. Right. I'm I like, mean, that's genius. Yeah. She also became a surrogate to a lot of the local kids in the neighborhood. Every time a new police chief took over, Yvonne was knocking on his door and she went through five police chiefs. Wow. When Ed Tumba, I have, I spelled it out as Tumba, but I think it's Tumba. When Ed Toomba became police chief, it was no different. And he encouraged her to continue to come to him and he would work to solve Gloria's case. Like he wasn't like, oh my God, here comes that woman again. He was like, look, we want to solve this case. Don't give up. We're we're not giving up. And so you don't give up. But as the years passed, Yvonne continues to write, uh, not just Ramel, but she writes a bunch of inmates for information to see if anybody knew anything, or maybe somebody was talking in a jail cell. A local judge named Tom Bell, he was an ADA and he got, I guess they get, they get voted in to be a judge. He requested that a cold case squad be convened. And at the top of the list was Gloria Pointer's case because this, this case haunted him Mm -hmm. in 1984. All evidence was collected, but technology just wasn't what it is today. This blows my mind because how the F did they know to collect every scrap, every like who would have ever thought I don't know. that it, it makes me think like, okay, so if they kind of thought like that way back then, like what are cops now saving? Right. What's around the corner that we don't know? Right. What but are they saving? How did you they know? know that one day we'll be able to identify people's DNA? It's un- that is unreal. But apparently they did a fantastic job collecting evidence and they stored it and they were able to get a pretty significant amount of DNA to test. That's and awesome. so as the technology got better, they would send this DNA because they found DNA and obviously some of it was hers, but some of it was an unidentified male. So they would send this DNA off, but they wouldn't have any luck. They'd put it like in CODIS and like mm-hmm. there was no one that was in there. Over and over again, the the technology just kept getting better and better. And they're like, one day we're going to get it. We're going to mm-hmm. figure it out. Gloria's boyfriend, Deshaun, who had lived under a cloud. He was cleared by the police, but he had lived under a cloud of suspicion within his community. He voluntarily said, take my DNA and test it. Yeah. You're going to see it's not mine. And he was then cleared of any suspicion. Rumel Broom's DNA was was tested and it was also not a match. And in 2009, Rumel Broom, right before his execution date, this is this is going to get crazy. He wrote Yvonne a letter, letter. So September 15th, 2009 was supposed to be Rumel's execution date. Mm-hmm. The execution was postponed due to the prison not being able to find a vein. <laughs> What? If ever what? you got lucky with, because oh, most people with small veins are like, yes. like this sucks. Like I got a big old juicy morsel How? in my arm, <laughs> I've but never, I've never heard of right. That. Can we get a phlebotomist up in I here? Mean. I mean, I like I am, I am, I'm not necessarily for the death penalty, but like I'm like, come on, if you gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Could not find a vein. Couldn't find a vein. Okay. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to wait till we can get a better <laughs> phlebotomist up in here. But before he thought he was going to be executed, he wrote to Yvonne and he said, quote, with my dying breath, I did not murder your daughter, end quote. He actually told Yvonne that the killer may have thought he got away with it because he thought he could blame it on him. Mm-hmm. And he encouraged her to not stop looking. It'd been 25 years since Gloria Pointer left for school and didn't make it. Lamar Thomas, the friend who saw her that Mm -hmm. morning, he lived with a lot of guilt. 
and that's what they, they talked to him. And he actually got very close with Yvonne and Yvonne was like, Lamar, you were just a kid. There's nothing. I mean, there were teachers who saw her. Yeah. Who, and there's nothing that anyone could have done. He's like, well, I could have walked with her and protected her. Mm -hmm. And because of his, of her kindness, um, Lamar actually would go over and cut Yvonne's grass. And to this day, he still, he keeps, he keeps her yard up. Yeah. It's the sweetest thing. That's so sweet. So in 2013, almost 30 years later, a new evidentiary technology emerged. Yvonne and her family actually reached out to the DA because a family member saw a news article about this new DNA testing. Mm -hmm. And they told Yvonne and Yvonne called the DA. I'm like, can we test? Like, can we test? And I guess the DA, they weren't aware of it just yet. I mean, it was just making its rounds. I wonder what was so different about it. I don't know. Um, I think it just could find more in depth kind of analysis, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So the DNA sub- was submitted, and to their complete amazement, they got a hit. <gasps> oh, yes! The name—it was a guy by the name of Hernandez Warren, which that sounds like is backwards. Yeah, it? Warren, say Warren Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was fifty-eight years old. He'd been in and out of jail for rape, felonious assault, and now living within the community. He lit. He grew up like one mile from where Gloria lived. How old was he? He was 58 when he was discovered, but he was 29 when Gloria was murdered. Okay. Local police got together with the FBI and they decided to bring Warren in under the like the ruse that they were looking at old cases in the area because they want him to say like, they want to see what he says. Like if he says, I have no idea who that is. I took no part in that. Then they know he's lying because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how did your DNA get yeah. like, on her like in her? So they ask him if he had any association with Gloria Pointer and... He says no. He takes a polygraph test. Y'all know how we feel about polygraph mm-hmm. tests. Of course, he fails it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell me anything. Right. Though. But he continues to not continues to deny knowing Gloria. So he sits handcuffed at a desk and is forced to see her dead body. Like they're just throwing pictures of her dead body in front of him. And at first he's like, I don't want to see that. Take that away from me. But then he finally cracks and he confesses. Oh, wow. That's all it took was just showing him pictures? Showing him her dead body. Yep. He says he spotted Gloria on her way to school. He strong armed her down some stairs where he attacked her. He raped her and he beat her to death. Mm. Just this kid walking to school. I mean, that's Olivia's age, isn't it? She's 13. Like, just a crime of opportunity. Yeah. Wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Ugh, that's what's that's so scary. Sickening. It's sickening. That's... And it had no association with her. It was mm-hmm. just a crime, like you said, a crime of opportunity. So Warren pled guilty to aggravated murder and rape. And I think Yvonne asked for the death for them not to give him the death penalty, like to show wow. him mercy. He was sentenced to life with parole after 30 years served. Now at this point he's 59 years old. So he, I mean, he'll never come out alive at his sentencing of Yvonne chose to forgive Warren. So today Yvonne speaks out against crime, like publicly speaks, especially crime in the black communities, because she feels like there's a disproportionate amount of like there's crime in the black communities is very high Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of black on black crime. And, and that's what she's like, let's, we need to stop this. I mean, like we are all a community. We need to protect each other. She achieved many accolades and has been recognized all the way up to the white house. Oh, wow. Yes. And she's doing fantastic today. Like I said, she's older, Mm -hmm. but she really took this horrible terrible thing and turned it into just this beautiful like she's helped so many people and that's what she's like you know what happened to gloria shouldn't have happened 
But it's like because it happened, so many other lives were saved, yeah. and so many, so many good things happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, great things have have come because of of it. But again, it was choices she made. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is a little bit shorter episode because I feel like the episode was pretty quick when I watched it. We'll just tie it off with that. But Sarah, any any news for you? Anything? I've got I've got nothing. <laughs> did you? Hey, have you paid your deposit for our? Oh cruise? yes, I did do that. I did do that. Are we so excited? Yeah, we're going so on excited. another cruise. Yep. It's going to be for my 40th birthday, <laughs> but it'll be like my 40, happy 40 years in one month yeah. birthday. Because we're going in January. We're going in the end of January. Yeah. But if we, my birthday's the day after Christmas. And had we gone that week, it'd be like an extra thousand dollars because it's a holiday. No. But I thought it would have been cool to, um, you know, to be like cruising yeah. all New Year's. How cool would that have oh, been? I know. But um, yeah, so we... I think I booked a balcony room. I think Joey and Ada are going to book Are you on the eighth floor? We're on the eighth floor. She said she put us, uh, she put us whatever, wherever y'all were. We're all on the eighth floor. And you know what's great? The Lido deck's on the ninth floor. Oh, nice. So instead of having to take elevators, we'll just just take the steps. Because it's the same boat that we took for Chrissy's. The Valor. (gasps) Oh, I knew it sounded familiar. It's the same exact boat. And so I was on the eighth floor with that one. And we never took the um, yeah, elevator. Yeah, I remember loving your room on that one. It was amazing. Yeah, because yeah. y'all had the balcony. That's... Yeah, and the balconies, it, it's not as nice as Royal Caribbean, but... You think we could connect our balconies again? I hope so. I hope so. That's the plan. that was fun. That was fun. But my plan, is, the only way we could uh, get the old folks to come with mm-hmm. us, which I'd lo- I want them to come, mm-hmm. is it had to go out of New Orleans. Yeah. That was Honestly, like, I'm glad it's going out of New Orleans. Me too. Because it's... Less expensive, yeah. not having to deal with flights. We got stuck in Miami last time. Oh my time, gosh, so yes. I'm just happy it is like a short drive. Yeah, we to just we're we yeah. gonna go park at Amber's house and we're gonna yeah. catch. We're gonna get us a um, a lift drive. Exactly. I'm hoping mom and dad will still come. Tell them to. My parents are going. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're planning on it. I don't. They just haven't booked anything yet. We're bringing so. all kids but Cade. Okay. And I don't know who the hell's gonna watch Cade because my mother in law's going. Oh, you good? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Liv is coming. Tell her go. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad your kids are going. Yes, she would definitely she, going. He wouldn't have wanted to go if it was just adults again. <laughs> I I don't know if Chrissy's bringing her kids. She said that's up for debate, but I'm hoping Cody brings Corey yeah. and Quinn. And so, did you know? So okay, I'm going go on the Hawaiian cruise with my parents. Yeah, um, skank me. <laughs> me and Liv were like, we're tagging along on this one. So, uh, I convinced them to stay one extra night. At the Alani, the Disney Resort in Hawaii, mm-hmm. your brother is going to be there at the same time. For what? He's going to a conference or whatever, and so they're going to he <laughs> would get a conference. <laughs> so they're like staying there um, while we're on the cruise, and so we're both going to be there like our last you night say in Hawaii. They, it's him and Taryn, or him, him and Taryn and the kids and the kids. Effort. I know. So I'm so that excited. That is that is really neat. I'm so, glad y'all get yeah. to. Like, How did y'all piece that together though? He, I think we, we were talking about the um the everybody knew that we were going on the cruise like when we were on Amber's cruise. Yeah. And so he texted me not too long ago and asked like what my dates were and he's like, well, there's a conference. I think our dates might overlap. And I was How like, oh, awesome. That's so fun. Y'all get to hang out. Yeah. I'm so excited. Let me for those of y'all that don't know, Sarah's parents are celebrating 50 years. 50, 50 years. And so for, on their 50th wedding anniversary, they were like, man, let's go to hawaii and they're taking like a cruise yeah where they get to island hop and what better thing to do than to bring your grown daughter (laughs) 
and your granddaughter because Sarah said, well, if y'all are going, I'm going. Well, okay. So me and my dad have like this joke and like, don't invite me somewhere unless you truly want me to go. Right. Like, because don't do it I, jokingly. Yeah. Because if it's traveling, like I will go. Like, uh, yeah. And so, and they wanted, they actually wanted a trip where all of their kids went, but I ended up being the only one that was like, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah. So everybody else has more kids than me. So right. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the cheapest for me to go. And it's hard to travel when you've got little ones. Yeah. Like, the like little Joey's ones. got little ones. Yeah. You know, and that's just, oh. Yeah. When they got bedtimes, it's no fun. No, like Liv is like, she's, She's old independent. And yeah, can kind of hang with everybody. But we we always travel with mom and dad. Like yeah. they go all kind like all kind of places. I just so. thought it was funny that you're going on their I was their like, an- yeah. 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who would have thought like when they got married <laughs> in 50 years we're gonna be going? On, we're gonna have a little crowd for our anniversary trip. Don't let them fool you. They're excited to have me. Girl, when the boats are rocking, don't come and knock it. At least we're not sharing rooms. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to LaBerge in April? You I don't know. I, I heard about it. Um, We're going for, it's going to be for one night. Uh-huh. So it's in, I think mom and dad are going to go. We're going to wake up early on a Saturday and we're going to drive to Lake Charles mm-hmm. and we're going to hang out. Have you been there? Mm-mm. It's like, I always say it's like a resort. It is a resort, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like you're in Louisiana. It is like the coolest. They have this big, um, lazy river mm-hmm. that is like the most fun thing ever. Yeah. So you should totally come. I don't know. Like, Where it just live? depends where, uh, We've got the cruise like oh, when at is the it? end of May. Okay, so it'd be a month before. So uh, it you don't have to take depends. her out of school or not. We're leaving Saturday. Yeah, and we're gonna come back kinda... Sunday. But anyway, so uh, yes, yeah, Sarah's going on vacation with her parents. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. And this has been fun. Now that I have a laptop that actually works, uh, we will be able to get back on the on our schedule. All right, y'all. But we will talk to y'all later. Bye, guys.